The guy on this line, man, I'm sure he can attest. I, I, I said Bud Walton, I said um, Florida, and I said um, Rocky Top were the three toughest places to play. Um, did I give Kentucky? Did I give Kentucky love? No. No, I didn't give Kentucky love. <laughs> So that's, that's that on there. It was one more place. I forgot what it was. But Bud Walton in Florida, those were the two most difficult places I had to play. Dane Bradshaw's on the line of the SEC Network, form of all. He called the game on Saturday. Now, Dane, I said going up there, if they beat Kentucky at home, which they did, they're going to lose this game in Arkansas, man, just because it's different up there, man. What was your view of it? Yeah, they got a taste of their own medicine uh, with, with the home crowd advantage for Arkansas, and, you know, it's funny. I had Arkansas-Auburn about 10 days ago or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's an assistant coach, Matt Zimmerman, uh, who is he's an Arkansas guy, coach under Mike Anderson, um, Nolan Richardson. He does the color radio now. And I told him exactly what you just said. I said, Matt, so many of balls before me would talk about how tough this place was to play in. And I never mm-hmm. got to experience I couldn't appreciate it. And I hadn't called any games there on the broadcasting side that were of, of significance. Mm-hmm. But I saw it against Auburn. I go, man, I, I get it now. Yeah. I, I get it. And, and it is. They're, they're, they have a great basketball fan base. Um, but I tell you what, I, I'm going to combine that point with, with y'all's conversation. I'm driving into Nashville, so I've, I've gotten to enjoy listening to you guys. <laughs> but you tell me. If Ron Slay back in his day was going in Bud Walton Arena and you were on the losing end, or excuse me, you were on the winning end, yeah. uh, and the opposing player in handshake line goes, you a punk, and tried to walk off. You mean Ron Slay's not, you mean Ron Slay's not going to put uh, his hand on the other dude's jersey and say, hold up, young fella? Come on, Come on, Come on Dane. Uh, now you know me. 100% he is. The words, the words are instigating the punk, man. The punk's not Hey, Dane, I tell you what, man, ain't no way that that's, that's going to fly, man, I, at all. You know, it's especially on the road. And I know where I am, and we just got a victory. Now, you must be crazy. So, yeah, man. <laughs> so, Dane, looking at the game, man, we've heard a lot um, on, on Twitter, from the social media sites. And I went back and watched the game this morning. I was calling the game um, Saturday, Tennessee State versus uh, EIU. And wasn't able to watch the game live. That I did watch it this morning to catch up on it and to see exactly what was going on. From the Vols fans, which I'm in tune with a little bit more, um, they were all saying that it was obscene charges being called. It was blocks guys sliding up under each other. Now, I know Tony Green, man. And I know Tony Green's getting up there in age to hit the official of that game. But I will say, after watching this game, a little shot there. That's my man, though. I love Tony <laughs> Green. <laughs> he gave me some calls. But uh, I'm just saying, like, after watching this game, Dane, I think, man, as and not to be a homer and get away from that, I think it was bad on both sides. So I would much rather it be just bad both ways than it be one-sided. Did you get that feel? Oh, you probably can't even mention on that. But what you what did no, you take no, from the it, game? It, it was. And honestly, like, somebody asked me the other night about, like, you know, do you struggle being a homer and trying hard not to be and all that stuff? I'm like, man, when I when I put a headset on, and you've experienced too, I got to sub in for Burt Motocamp, doing mm-hmm. the radio for Tennessee. You put the headset on, and you're just worried about doing a good job. Right. So, like, it, it doesn't phase me on that. I've had a lot of Arkansas games this year, and, and I'm guilty of this too, and I think the officials were. 
Jalen Williams, the star center for uh, Arkansas, mm-hmm. is the best charge best charge taker in the country. His reputation precedes himself. You assume that he got there in time because he's so good as a defender right. and getting there on time. I made that mistake as well. I, on the first one, I think Kennedy Chandler, I thought, man, he got there before Chandler took off. And, and full disclosure, I went back and watched, and I was like, you know what, next time I'm going to say, Boy, that was close. Let's mm-hmm. see what this replay has. Because, mm-hmm. you know, real time, you know, it, it's tough for the refs to get that. And the block charge is the hardest one for the refs to get right consistently. Um, the second one I thought also was a block. My main point was for guys like Kennedy Chandler and, and Rick Barnes touched on this. He said, guys, you can't go in there and float. Right. Like, you, if you're going to go up in the air, you better get close to inside the arc because they're going to slide up under you and try not to put the ref in a position to make that call. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make, mean Arkansas is excused or the refs are from, from making the wrong call, but it's something you've you got to be aware of. And so um, they got a bad whistle, but at the same time, Tennessee did not play well enough to win that road game. Yep. They just didn't yep. uh, from the start. Vescovy missed open shots. Uh, big um, – Euros uh-huh. right yep. underneath the basket. Uh, Josiah missed open shots. Yeah. It, it was just, and and that to me, a lot of that was rustiness before the whistle ever got involved in mm-hmm. that game. Yep. And the bigger concern for me for Tennessee is Arkansas did what Tennessee does to a lot of teams. They get down and guard their butt off. Yeah. And you better be able to make some great one-on-one plays. And Tennessee just didn't have enough of that. Now they had some open looks, and they could add more assists and all that, and they just got to make shots. Um, but you know, that's the bigger concern is is those physical teams like that. Um, can Chandler, Ziegler, Vescovy, Josiah, any of those guys, because you're not dumping it down to a five-man right now for Tennessee. That's right. not a knock on them. That's just not their strength. Right. It's got to be your, your interior scoring is going to come from your guards and, and your four-man Based on you know on drives, not mm-hmm. not post not post production. Man, you cover a lot of the SEC, Damon. And looking around it, um, you saw Auburn go down to Florida. Now, I'm gonna be I'm I'm, I'm on record, Dane. I called this one too. Like, it's been it's been some struggles, man. And we just know what it's like. You being a former player, know what it's like going to play down there in the swamp, man. It, it's just different. And sometimes ma- magic is captured when you're up and down in a situation with which Bruce Pearl is. I, I'm of I'm of the opinion that the way Bruce Pearl plays and his teams are successful, he's able to get isolation situations and play up and down. When the ball slows down in a sense and you have to depend on one thing, whether that be Jabari making tough shots to keep you ahead and it doesn't happen, what was it in that Florida game that got Auburn a little rattled and able to pull out the win? Yeah. So to me, it's a recurring theme for Auburn, which is, do you truly think that Auburn has a great backcourt? Yes. I don't think they do. Mm -hmm. I think they have a good backcourt, not a great one, which is opposite of Bruce Pearl teams in the past. It was always about small guards, great three-point shooting, and they were going to turn you over. This year's team's built differently. They got the best frontcourt in the country rather than best backcourt. They don't shoot the three well at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, yeah, they'll, They'll turn you over some, but not as much. And that's not a horrible thing because they got great rim protectors with that front court. But when we start talking March Madness and Selection Sunday happens, everybody's going to be saying, oh, guard play. That's the key to a long run in March. And so that, that to me, is the tough part about seeing how far a team can go. 
people talking about Wendell Green being the next Jared Harper. And, and I'm sorry, Wendell Green. He's had a great year. They want to be number one in the country. Jared Harper was a problem. Yes. And he went through murderer's <laughs> road to a final four, yeah. beating all blue blood along with Bryce Brown. So they, they don't have that. But mm-hmm. what they what that final four de- team didn't have is Walker, Kessler, Jabari Smith. So there's a trade-off there. All that to say, it's sold out whenever Auburn comes to town. Tennessee's going to be nuts on Saturday. Yes, it is. But this is an Auburn team that that lost at Florida. That's the first game this Auburn team's lost in regulation all year, and it was at the buzzer. So you you think about that plus six, plus eight advantage these home courts have, and Auburn's still right there. And so you know, neutral court, you you still you feel very good about Auburn. But again, I just go back to if you're going to bet on guard play in March, I don't know that I'm betting on Auburn to go as far as I normally would. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you on that, man. And I'm a I'm an advocate of, and this hurts me to say a lot of times, and it should hurt you to say too, man, because you're <laughs> you're a little man in a big man's body, but a big man in a little man's body, however you want to put it, depending on who you're standing next to. But all I'm saying is, dang, man, guards win tournaments. I mean, it's just that's what it is, man. And any way you come down to it, so you got the matchup that you just hinted on with Auburn going into. Knoxville and trying to get a victory. Bruce Pearl's had Coach Barnes' number, but I like you said, I don't think them going to Tennessee this weekend, I don't think they're able to pull it out, man. I think the front court can do just enough to neutralize them, and the back court can't get it done against this back court in a comfortable environment. Yeah, I, I, I favor Tennessee in this one. Um, I, I do just slightly. And again, it's mostly just about the the home crowd advantage mm-hmm. and the impact it has. I think, you know, I think Auburn's, they're on edge a little bit. Um, they, you know, I, I'm not going to say they're they're lacking confidence or they're shaking. I think they'll be fine. I right. think they'll win the SEC championship. I think they'll finish 15-3. and three. And I think they'll, they'll, their last game is against South Carolina, who they host at home. I think they'll have to wrap that one up. They should with ease to win the title. But just given – that road atmosphere that we saw Kentucky struggle so much with in Thompson Bowling Arena um, and all the things you mentioned about the front court, I, I think Tennessee can do enough. And Tennessee's got, you know, they've got depth in the front court. They, they might not have quality at all times, but mm-hmm. they've got quantity and some bodies. And they just need to balance those minutes and say, all right, Euros Plavšić, give me ten to twelve hard minutes on Walker Kessler, and then let's let's bring in Adu and some others. And collectively, it's got to be the you know the four or five big men against Auburn's one five man. Right. Um, that whole that whole X factor is Jabari Smith. Can they get him the ball enough, and he might go off for twenty eight thirty, possibly. But the the trick on that is. Auburn's guards aren't as locked in when Jabari's balling like that. Yes. Like Wendell Green needs to get touches. Katie Johnson needs to get touches. Mm-hmm. They got to be balanced on offense for them to all like really be happy on the court. I know that sounds elementary, but you know they all got to be kind of getting theirs. It doesn't mean they support they don't support one another, but they're a lot better when uh, when they don't feel like role players. Man, Dane, appreciate that, man. I just had to reach over and show Dawn. I just wrote that down before the show started. <laughs> Auburn finishing fifteen and three. So. Yep. We come from the same club, Dane. Man, it's the big men, we run together, dog. <laughs> you taught me well, man. Yeah, I, I, it, it's and it, but it, it would make things a lot, lot more interesting. The, the one Auburn's got to pull off at Mississippi State. They yes, would be fine there, but Mississippi State plays so much better at home. And again, that will be one where the crowd's better than normal. They might play above themselves. And Ben Howland will be having a team that it's 
hey, if we win this, we'll be in the NCAA tournament. So, Auburn, I, I still, I'm with you. I think 15-3 and three gets it. Most definitely. Appreciate you, Dane Bradshaw, man. Uh, hey, we got to get you back home, man. Don't be a stranger of the show, man. You know your family, brother. Appreciate you, man. Anytime. No doubt. Dane Bradshaw, the SEC Network, man.